It's Monday, July 31st, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here with you yet again for the aforementioned Talk Film Society podcast with my co-host, Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. You're a co-host. Always here. Always Happy here. Happy to do it. You're, <laughs> you are. You're not putting up a front or anything. You're genuinely no, this happy. This makes to my be day here. every time. I'm genuinely happy. I'm not. Put, I'm not faking this, uh, Marcelo. I love to be here. I love to do this shit. I'll have what uh, she's we're talking about. What What is this? Blockbusters? Right? <laughs> yes. Explain it. I'm glad we're just getting into it. No cutting <laughs> through the BS. This series short one today is yeah. This is gonna be a short episode. This series is on blockbusters. We may just end up being just a strike podcast, you know, where we talk about the strike every week. <laughs> By promoting the sh- the stuff that the actors Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we're here to step in and be scabs and promote the work yeah. of the actors and writers. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But Blockbusters, this is a miniseries. Oh, Blockbusters. Uh, I guess until Labor Day. That's the official end of summer Blockbuster season uh, for film. Is it? I think What's so. What's Labor Day? Labor. When is that? That's uh, first week of September is when that falls. First of September. So, All right, so we got we got a whole month of August yeah, to get through. Four episodes left. Yeah, we've got to get through this shit. To um, power through. <laughs> power through the dregs of August. What are you most looking forward to this August, Siobhan? <laughs> uh, the bees spinning the, around. The bees? <laughs> What do I have looking forward to in August? I don't fucking. Are you asking about movies? Sure, movies or life. Pick one. Life. Uh, gonna be having some changes in my life that I'm a little worried about, but they could be good, I guess. Uh, well, it should be good if it all goes according to plan. I'm not gonna say what. Um, and in terms of movies, I don't know, dude. What what the hell is coming out? Do <laughs> uh, you think I'm excited about? fucking Gran Turismo? I'm not. You're not excited for Gran Turismo based on a true I'm story? I'm not excited for Gran Turismo based on a true story. Which is the name of it now? Uh, I'm excited to see The Last Voyage of the Demeter when it comes home. <laughs> I'm not going to go out to it. I think Blue Beetle looks alright. You think genuinely. so? Genuinely. I think uh... it'll be fine. I think it'll be a surprise. Uh, not a hit. It's not going to do well. But Let me ask I don't you have this any first. reason to hate that movie. Let me ask you this first. Did you go out to see a movie this past week? God, no. Marcelo, I wish I could, okay? I'm the worst fucking person to do this this particular series <laughs> but, hey. because I'm not going to the movies, okay? Like, I want to. I'm look Here, let me go look at m- this movie theater, the one that I would be going to, okay? Okay. Uh, I want to see Barbie real bad. Will I? Maybe. I want to see Oppenheimer real bad. Will I? Maybe. Haunted Mansion, I don't care. Talk to me, I want to see Talk to Me real bad. Will I? Yeah, maybe. That's not the worst chance. Mission Impossible, I want to see that Dead Reckoning Part 1, excuse me. I do want to see that real bad. I'm not going to go see that. I, I will watch it at home. Unfortunately, I feel bad. I've seen the last like three in theaters, but it's just not happening. I'm sorry. And it seems like the rest of the world is doing that. They're all focused on Barbenheimer. They can't see Tom Cruise movies popcorn. <sighs> Such a shame. 
Well, uh, Sound of Freedom. Uh, God, I really got to see. Them. Well, I, I've, I've I've been to that one three times. Yeah, I was gonna say you, um, you, you need to go one more time just to really soak it in. Sound of Freedom. Yeah, yeah. and the tickets are free. Yeah, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I mean, how can you pass that up? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a fucking Indiana Jones movie, and I haven't been to it. That's just ridiculous to me. Like I'm, I'm a, I feel sick not going to that. You one. and most of America, by the way. I know, and I feel bad about it, but whatever. And uh, they had Heather's today, which that would have been nice. Thirty fifth anniversary. That yeah. would have been really nice. I love that classic movie. Winona Ryder uh, film. Oh, that classic Winona Ryder film. That classic Winona. So going into August, what you're going to be doing in August? I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying. Fingers crossed, you're going to be catching up on some of the July releases, is what I'm gathering. If I can make it to Barbenheimer, I will be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here, Okay, so, oh, I wrote this down because I forgot to do this uh, either, you know, last episode, last two episodes. What we're doing this episode. Uh, so we, we were like, oh, what's up ahead? The yeah. Meg 2. Yeah, the Meg 2. That's coming out next. The Trench. Yeah, this coming Friday. And also... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem. That's coming out like on Wednesday, which is weird to me. Getting a jump. Don't don't want to let the shark beat him. Yeah. Um. So sharks and turtles this week. So we are going to go back and watch. It's a regular sea creature uh, thing. And then the next week, there's a damn uh, fish movie or a uh, ship movie out on the sea. Yeah, ship movie. So Dracula. Uh, we're talking Deep Blue Sea from 1999, and also the original... Oh, we're getting into it. Na- well, we're t- t- this is a tease. This is a teasing. A teasing. Later on, Sorry. we're going to talk about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and also Deep Blue Sea. There. That's the tease. Yeah. And also, this, this gets into what's coming out this August. So, Mutant Mayhem, and then Meg 2, The Trench, uh, some really other ones. Really aquatic I, week there. I, Shark week. Yeah, you know, we're currently in the midst of Shark Week. Have you watched any Shark Week-related material, Siobhan? I haven't. I, you know what? I, I've never really tuned into that, but, like, if it, but like sometimes I go and look at it, and, like, I usually enjoy, you know. Are you one of those people who are like, I liked it back when Shark Week wasn't that commercial? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I uh, actually kind of like the commercialism of it. Uh, the fun, pr- the promotional stuff I find pretty fun. So they got Aquaman uh, now hosting Shark Week? They got Aquaman. Uh, the famous Iowa boy. I'm from Iowa. Eli Roth. Eli Roth's, uh, he he had a late night uh, like shark talk show thing. I used to watch that. I thought that was really fun. That's and, uh, strange. But also sounds good, I guess. I yeah, because I mean, I, Eli Roth was like the host of Shark Week at least one year. Right. He was the Jason Momoa one year. Yeah. Um, and he had that talk show, and I, I used to watch it, and I thought it was fun. Uh, and yeah, I've seen some of the documentary shit, and then you see him walking around under there. Interesting. Whatever they do. Um, speaking of Sharks. Shark Week, Deep Blue Sea, we'll talk about that later. Um, also, like you mentioned. In, in a week's time, we'll see The Last Voyage of Demeter, which is a boat movie with Dracula, Dracula. on the boat. Um, and then that same... Adapted from one single chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, Siobhan, keep this in mind. Uh, uh, maybe we could watch a either Dracula movie or a boat movie for next week. In A butt in, movie? Is that what you said? Sorry, a boat movie. If I said butt, a boat movie. there's a Freudian slip. A boat movie. 
Dracula uh, or boats? I wonder if we could find the perfect confluence. Yeah. So we'll think on that. We have an hour's worth of of, of uh, thought time, you know, to sit down and just you know brainstorm ideas for T-H-O-T. that. T H O T. Also that week, in limited release is Gran Turismo. I don't know why it's limited in August, and I don't know why it's, Gran Turismo well, needs a limited. They've explained release. it. They want it. They want it to be limited because they think. They have trust in this movie that this movie is good. People are going to like it, and they want to build like a word of mouth campaign because nobody can promote it. Now, you said just about a few minutes ago you couldn't give two shits about Gran Turismo, right? Uh, I will watch it at home. I'm not going to okay. go see it. I don't think it looks good. Uh, you know, Orlando Bloom and David Harbour—they're not getting me out there. That that they're really terrible trailer that I've seen multiple times. This sucks, right? This uh, actually happened, is what the trailer says. Yeah, this actually happened. This is the true life story. This is the racer guy who's actually playing the racer in the movie. And I don't care, you know? It doesn't look good. I don't know. And then, well, I think we'll have to talk about it more in depth when I see it. Because assuredly, I'll see this garbage. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's bad. I just... It looks like one of your typical sportsy movies that, like, I'm going to watch at home and go, hey, all right. Not bad. And not think about ever again, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so after that, after Gran Turismo, we have Blue Beetle. Yeah, you're right. It's an August release, August 18th. And you uh, know what? I'm not hyped, but I'm like, I want to see Blue Beetle. At home. I saw a trailer for it this past weekend when I saw a movie, which I'll get into in a bit. Uh, I've decided I'm not going to see it. If I can skip Shazam, um, I can I skip this. Well, no, I, I skipped Shazam. Hey, Siobhan. <laughs> hey, you made it past you. Shazam. That's that's fair. Yeah, I, You have a reason to not like Shazam. Yeah, because the first one like, wasn't The first great. one sucks, and Zachary Levi sucks. So yeah. you had... You had you had reason to not go to Shazam. I did end up seeing, uh, even though I said I wasn't going to go see, you know, the Flash. I ended up seeing the Flash out of pure morbid we curiosity. We can talk about that in a bit. I know, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have a lengthy conversation about this later. Um, but no, I'm I'm not convinced about Blue Beetle. As uh, and I, uh, one thing that bugs me is I forget if it was an ad or somebody tweeted it. Maybe James Gunn retweeted it, but somebody said. Hey, I'm excited about Blue Beetle. Representation matters. It's like, okay, if like, fuck you, like you're 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 forced to go to that movie. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. I'm all about. And, and, and if you hear the honking, that's because uh, I'm I'm picketing right now, and I have a sign that says "Honk if you support the strike." <laughs> so if that's that's the way you hear the honking behind me. But no, if yes, if anything, I should be the one who's excited for this movie, right? Representation, Hispanic, whatever. Uh, Latino, it's all in there. I could give two shits. I, 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 it looks repetitive. It feels like I've seen this movie before. I have no confidence in the DC universe as of right now. So, no, thank you, Blue Beetle. I don't think I'm going to skip that one. Um, also, that weekend, Strays. Aren't you excited for Strays, Siobhan? God. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I, I don't even want to think about that. I really don't. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're in the dregs of August because after that, the final weekend of uh, August is uh, the twenty fifth. And hey, Bottoms comes out. Bottoms looks good. 
Bottoms looks good. Yeah, Bottoms looks good. What, what was the one that just got pushed back? Um, mm, you have to be more specific. I have, a, I have like 10 films I've written It was down like a girls movie like that. It was like girls doing bad. Oh, uh, what, what? Uh, the, the, the Cohen, the singular Cohen, Cohen Brothers movie. movie. Yes, that looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Drive Away Dolls. Yeah. Yeah, it got pushed back to, I'll look it up, next year. Yeah. Uh, it was... It was going to be released um, September 22nd of this year, but now it got pushed back to February 23rd of 2024. Just after Labor Day. Um, okay. August. We'll talk more about that as the month goes on and on and on. Why don't we transition into... How about this? Dealer's Choice. Either the news or what we've been watching. What do you think? To Shimon? the news. Okay, let's go to, to the, the news. news. Okay. Actually, no, we're going to be, no, no, yeah, break up what we're, yeah, do do what we've been watching. <laughs> okay, let's do what we've been watching. Okay, let me start by saying I am looking forward to Halloween movie season, okay? Halloween. Halloween. I, I want it to, I, it's a, it's currently 100 degrees here in, in Texas. Halloween, we, we do know this, that Halloween did end last year. It did officially um, end, but I think yeah. it might make a comeback. I, th- I think Halloween okay. might return uh, this year. Uh, I mean, officially, I think Halloween is dead because they moved Saw X out of October. So yeah, um, what do we got? We got Five Nights at Freddy's now. We got Five Nights yes. at Freddy's. What? Uh, how does our October look like? I'm gonna skip through October. Yeah. What are the What are the horror movies oh, coming out in October? There's like one huge, uh, other than Five Nights at Freddy's. <clears> there's <throat> one huge horror movie that's coming out in October. Um, which I'll give you three guesses of of what that is. Uh, and that's the end of no 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 pre hints. There's just one huge one coming out in October. My hint um, is my hint is the director of this movie that's coming out in October. Uh, he also directed a movie you just mentioned a few minutes ago. Fuck, not gonna happen. Uh, so let, let's let me ask: Is this a is this an A two four film? It is not an A24 film. Wow. This is a studio film. It's a, yes, it's a studio film. I didn't ask if it was a studio film. You just confirmed that on your own. That was not a second question. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misheard. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I said, so this is a studio film to myself. Oh, well, you, you made and it seem. No, no, hold on. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I tricked you. I tricked you. You did trick me. That, that was I'm a playing trick. the game. Oh, I'm playing the game. We have um, 17 more questions. <laughs> uh, are there any why is it noteworthy why is no you can't do that <laughs> that's not how 20 questions goes it's like it's like you're asking so what's the title of this movie <laughs> is this a part of a franchise it is a part of a franchise yes is there a major star attached to this the lead is not a major star the lead is a rising star but there is a major star in this movie how about that great mm-hmm. so franchise there are a couple popular people in the movie directed by somebody we've already talked about studio horror movie yeah i'll give you a hint <laughs> please the trailer for this recently came out fuck me uh, there okay i had a trailer um and it let's I probably say watched it it was a little divisive on divisive. film What's twitter oh sorry on oh. film x Film X. Um, okay, so Film X was really divided over this film. Trailer. That had the trailer. God damn it. 
Uh, All right. I'm 100% sure I watched this trailer. Yeah. Now, I, I'm just going to... Uh, Exorcist. Yep. You got it. Exorcist. I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. Exorcist. The Believer. Or, sorry. Ex- the Exorcist. The, stars? the, the Exorcist stars? Believer. The Exorcist Believer. That's the name. The Exorcist star, Believer. I'm an Exorcist Believer. Leslie Odom Jr. is in The Exorcist Believer. Okay. Uh, so, he's the rising star. And good old Ellen Bernstein... She is in Exorcist Believer. She was in the in the original The Exorcist. You know, you know Ellen Bernstein, right? I probably do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, she won an Oscar for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Um, Where does she, she live? She, yeah, they said she was nominated for Requiem for a Dream. She's in that movie. Uh, so yeah, she's coming back playing. The same character she played in the original The Exorcist for Exorcist Believer. That's the movie in October that I think is going to be big. <clears throat> that and also, I guess, horror-wise, that'll be the biggest one. But yeah, really... No, Five Nights at Freddy's will be the biggest one. Uh, I mean, okay. I guess the biggest one in terms of, like, horror, R-rated, you know, uh, straight horror. Because Five Nights at Freddy's, isn't that a kid's movie? Uh, Basically, I mean, it's, it's a series that, like, uh, that kind of appeals to children, even though it is like hard M rated R rated shit. By the way, uh, as far as I know, uh, by the way, the creator of the five nights of Freddy's huge Trump supporter, huge, uh, right wing donator, like yeah. $10,000 to Mitch McConnell, shit like that. So, screw this. so, you know, know where your money's going. Yeah. And also says here, five nights of Freddy's scheduled to be released. Jason Blum's pockets. I have to imagine that guy's weird. Uh, oh yeah, Jason Blum. Jason Blum uh, uh, tweeted and deleted um, an image of him and like um, uh, 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 Zasloff and like some other studio head. Oh, sick! Like golfing the day that the actors uh, began their strike. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Love it. Yeah. Fuck uh, him. Yeah, Jason. Jason Blum, a producer through and through. Uh, he Even though sh- Blumhouse has done a lot of cool things for horror, can't yeah. deny that. Yeah, but people up top still shitty. Suck. Uh, this movie, Five Nights at Freddy's, is going to be released simultaneously in theaters and on Peacock on October 27th. So, It's on Peacock the same day? Yep, it's, it's what it says oh, here. Oh, what a mistake. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's like, I thought that movie would be opening to like 70 plus. Mm, I don't know, man. It, it's And it is a universal Blumhouse production. And also The Exorcist is also a universal Blumhouse production. So... Blumhouse Universal are going to take over October. It seems like I, I I don't blame Saw for getting out of the, get, getting out of this skirmish. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it would have been crushed, unfortunately. Yeah. But we just got a trailer to Saw. It looks sick as fuck, uh, and I think it's going to win the war of best film um, overall, like of all time. Yeah, and and uh, best picture next year at the Oscars. Yeah, uh, best. Best, uh, best, best wide release movie at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's gonna win those two awards. The first movie to win yeah. those two awards. <laughs> Tobin Bell is gonna win best actor. Oh please! Oh, uh, God can only wish. He's gonna hold up the Oscar above his head and, he, and he's gonna shout, "Thank you for playing the game with me!" And then he bows. <laughs> I've won the game. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, it looks great. Saw X. Uh, I I can't wait. Doesn't it? That trailer was so nice. Honestly, yes, it would not. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It was so nice. It was so sweet. <laughs> it it looks more interesting than I think the last three um, Saw movies. Agreed. Yeah. So that's that, that's something. 
And hey, the big surprise of the trailer at the very end. I mean, I think I think we were uh, 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 we were, we're talk- all hoping for it. We're all, all talking the about heads. It. We're hoping for we're, it. Yeah, we we're talking about last week on the episode. We we're like, is Amanda coming back? Is she going to come back? I mean, it makes sense that she's going to come back. She Amanda, 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 because she's alive between one and two. Because this this Saw X this takes place between and, and where this Saw is one and two. Timeline, and maybe yeah, yeah. maybe Hoffman could be there too. Yeah, maybe no. Then 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 somebody else was like, oh, I hope I hope I hope to God Hoffman's out there. Oh God, that'd be horrible. Hoffman's there. If Hoffman's and we know there, Hoffman's there. We heard his voice or something. No, 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 and, no. Uh, and then the other person's like, no, no, no. Please, God, no. Maybe please, Carrie Hoffman Owens could be there. No, okay, okay. Carrie Owens, that's good. That's a good one. Hey, maybe uh, maybe 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 Lil Wanell's gonna be there too. How about that? Lil Wanell, he could be there. What, what happened to Adam? We don't know yeah. if Adam died, even though we saw a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Saw X, great trailer. We're pumped. Um, I mean, horror season this year, it's going to rock. What I was leading, <laughs> what I was trying to get to was I saw Talk to Me this past weekend. Please, yeah. I, I would love to hear. I would love to have you talk to me about Talk to Me. <laughs> so I'm excited to see this film. I've seen so much good, good shit about it from people that I like really trust about horror stuff. Uh, and, and this will get into what else I've watched this week, but talk to me. I liked it a lot. It's really good. I recommend it. I like the premise. I like the 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 inventiveness of it. It reminds me of It Follows. Um, whether you like that movie or not, It Follows has a good like like you know uh, a hook. You know, oh, absolutely, yeah. and, and like some really good jump scares in it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and talk to me has a good hook. It has a good concept and has some good scares has some good ideas good performances these directors who i do you know anything about these directors siobhan oh these directors these days oh don't get me started okay. but please tell me your thoughts let me be more specific the directors of talk to me do you know anything about the directors of i talk don't to me? i don't know anything okay so the directors of talk to me are daniel Coen brothers they are brothers uh daniel philopa and michael philopa Danny and Mike. Danny and Michael. They're Australian. Uh, Aussies. I, I don't know why I thought this, but for us for a while there for a while there I thought they were the creators of Bluey. The the uh, Australian uh, uh, preschool television show. It's Australian. Did they do Mad Max? No, they didn't do Mad Max either. There, there are a lot of Australian film directors apparently. Wolf Creek. They did that. No, 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 no. Um, let me tell you what they did. So they're YouTubers. Um, they're they're behind the the channel Raka Raka uh, on on YouTube. Um, they create like horror shorts on YouTube. Apparently, they're linked to Logan Paul somehow. So they're, uh, but hey, you know, regardless of their YouTube background, I think they made a good movie. Uh, they, they I think they have a good career ahead of them if they focus on making good movies instead of YouTube garbage. Um, but yeah, good movie. And my point was, I wish I'd seen this in the fall. I wish I'd seen this in October because I just can't get in the right mindset of, of watching a good horror movie when it's like 110 degrees outside, or maybe this, or maybe in July at this point, I'm not ready for horror. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the Raka Raka. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Raka Raka. Uh, uh, you, uh, Wikipedia, and I clicked on personal life, and uh, the first sentence: Danny's hair is dyed a distinctive color, blonde with a pink tint. <laughs> yeah. There's only one other sentence. 
Um, so yeah, so good movie. Uh, and I'm excited for horror season when I can, you know, put on a sweater, go out and watch some horror movies. Uh, two to be exact. Uh, Exorcist Believer. Two sweaters. And uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. The only two horror movies I'm going to see in October, apparently. Yeah, you'll see them, though. Uh, anyway, I saw Talk to You're me. excited about one of them. The other one, it could be great. Uh, what, Five Nights at Freddy's? It could be great. I, it's going to be another one. And I didn't know that this guy was a Trump supporter, the creator of Five Nights at, Five Nights at Freddy's, so I'll probably just skip it. Um, I don't think you will. No, I, hey, I skipped Shazam. I'm going to keep... I'm gonna. I'm still gonna put. That. There's one movie I can I can call back to. It's possible that I could not see a movie. I also didn't see Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So there. Ooh, ooh, that one's big. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, I I can skip some movies, Siobhan. So go to hell. Um, <laughs> speaking of skipping movies, I didn't skip a chance to see Oppenheimer and Barbie again in the same day. I did that. Yeah. Did that twice, huh? Yeah, I I did Barbenheimer twice. Did I, it once for me. I did it once for you. Then the second time, I did it for <laughs> my girlfriend uh, and I, uh, for both of uh-huh. us. Yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, your pictures were adorable. Yeah, we we went to go see. Well, I don't think we posted any pictures for this uh, trip to Barbenheimer this weekend. Her and I, because we did it. Uh, we saw Barbie again, but then we also saw Oppenheimer uh, that same day, this past Sunday. Um, her review of Oppenheimer. It's okay. It's fine. The la- she says the last hour is the best hour of it, and I kind of agree. I think I-, I talked about this last episode, right, Siobhan? I mean, I'm not as high on Oppenheimer as other people. No, you're not. You're like a four star when everybody else is like, "This is the best film ever made." And no shade to anybody who says this is the best movie ever made, because literally there are people out there who think that. I just go back. This is an IMDb top two fifty movie for sure. <sighs> I just think back to. I think Dunkirk is the best thing, I guess, conceptually he's done. Like, in terms of a movie he's been working towards his entire career, I think Dunkirk is the one. It's not Oppenheimer in my book. Um, But anyway, uh, then I saw Barbie again uh, with my girlfriend, and we had fun yet again seeing it. So, yes, fun times. People were still wearing pink. People were still having fun. It was was nice being a part of a second weekend of Barbie and having that experience. Yeah. Uh, Siobhan, please go out there and experience Barbie. I'm sure it'll be playing for several weeks, so you'll you'll get a chance, hopefully. Um, that's the only I thing I want from chance. you. That's the only thing I want from you. It's just see Barbie. Other than that, that's, I give, that's I, all I want from me too. Yeah, I can give two shits about what you do in your life. You know, just go watch Barbie. So let's talk about what we've been watching, huh? That's I just did it. That's what I've watched. I watched Talk to Me, <laughs> Oppenheimer, and Barbie. So I went out to the TV and I watched. Uh, so we're doing blockbuster talk, um, but we also just did a horror talk. I re- I highly recommend the Blackening. I thought it was very funny. Um, felt kind of like a it's it, it's like a horror satire, um, and it felt like a very natural evolution. Did I talk about this last week? I think I did. I have a feeling you did. You could talk about it again. And just- did I talk about plane? No, that doesn't sound familiar. No, 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 you didn't talk about Plane. Plane is really good? uh, Not really good. Plane Plane was a fun time. The Gerard Butler movie, Plane, right? Gerard Butler, uh, Mike Coulter. Yes. uh, Luke Cage. Fun time. Fun time with the plane. And you had a fun time with the plane? I did have a fun time. Isn't there a line uh, where Gerard Butler goes, 
we got to get on this plane or something like that. It's 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 like the best delivered line anybody's ever said in a movie. Uh, I, I I buy it. I'm like, yeah, we all, we should get on this plane and go home. Get on this plane. Yeah. Uh, watch Sanctuary. Uh, that's that's a this year movie. Uh, Mar- uh, Mark uh, Quali. That's her name. Oh uh, yeah, and that, that that one dude. What's that dude's name? What are their names? Christopher Margaret Abbott, Quali, and Christopher Abbott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very tense performances there. Very sexually charged film. Very good. Very good. Good performance between them. I, I missed that one. Uh, I, I I should sh- uh, should I go back and watch that? Yeah, highly recommended. I, I, it's a really cool, like really tense, little fun, twisty thing. Uh, <laughs> the Flash, Marcelo. Let's talk about the Flash. All right, let's talk about that. I, I, I guess so. I saw what you rated it on Letterboxd. I have famously said I do not like the Flash. I don't know what I gave it on Letterboxd. I think I just gave it a two and a half, which isn't, which is, it's right in the middle. Like it is interesting. Uh, mine's three and a half. Ugh, oh boy, out of out Come of five. On. Out of five on Letterboxd, yeah. What do you hold on? Let me let, let me rephrase. <clears throat> what is your problem? <laughs> Mo- movie was fun and good. Okay, look, I I am very partial to the DC movies. Okay, I'm a little DC fangirl. Okay, okay, but I think the Flash was a entertaining and like meaningful film in this fucking DC universe that is almost over. I liked the emotional shit with, uh, with Barry, whatever the two berries. I don't know. It has been, it's been weeks since I fucking saw it, uh, or one week. And that feels like a year to me, but (laughs) I I think the, I think the, the people complaining about how it looked, I think that's kind of overblown, even though I do agree the, the uh, cameos uh, sucked uh, and looked bad. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh, <sighs> Siobhan, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't care that you don't like it. I care. Uh, anything else? Uh, uh, no. Okay. So is that everything? I think that's everything. Uh, now let's get into some news. How about that? <laughs> All these movies got pushed back. All What's up mo- with that? All, why? Why? Well, because of the strike. Because SAG-AFTRA oh, is striking. Yeah, yeah, because these fucking actors don't want to work. <laughs> they don't want to promote their movies. Uh, no, we're 100% pro-strike. Uh, 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 this is disruption. Uh, the studios and producers are just being cowards now not going back to the bargaining table rather than you know get, getting the actors what they want what they should rightfully have studios would, would rather push back movies for several months where are some of the movies getting pushed back all right i got a list i got a quick list gotta give me the list i've got it too if you want me to do it uh which i don't think you want no you know what if you have the list you may have a better list than me i don't have it what <laughs> you just lied to me i've got okay i've got the one from the discord okay oh, i have that too but i i was i, then have, do it. I have more then so. do it uh, oh you've got more so great you have even more great do it serious okay so what's on this oh you know what you go through that list and, <laughs> and i'll add more after you go through that list because i have more beyond okay 
and give our quick thoughts, very quick, like one or two words. Gran Turismo from 811 to 825. Who cares? Don't care. Madam Webb from 216.24 to 214.24. Two days. Okay. Uh, uh, who cares if it's two days? Awesome. Yeah. Ghostbusters from 1220 to 329.24. I didn't know this movie existed. Yeah, it's the new Ghostbusters, I think, directed by the co-writer of the last one. Um, uh, I don't even know what it's called. I so forgot. It's not Jason Reitman again. Let me double check. Ghostbusters 2023. I I hated the last Ghostbusters, by the way. I, I'm never seeing it. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Not for me. Uh, terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, Guile Kaneen is directing Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. Um, and I'm going to give two shits. Uh, it, it doesn't look good. Uh, Muncher's return will wait three months. <clears throat> yeah. So screw that movie. What else? Craven from 10, 16, 23 to 8, 30, 24. That's <sighs> nearly a whole year. It, 10 it, months. It's the, uh, that one I do want to see. To me, it looks like the new Morbius. Oh, you're silly. But uh, yeah, that's, that one's a little bit of a bummer, I guess. That that one's crazy. A whole damn near a whole year. Karate Kid from 6, 7, 24 to 12, 13, 24. I don't... They made another Karate Kid? Uh, this is news to me. I didn't know they made a new Karate Kid. I, I guess another reboot. Who's who's today's Jaden Smith? Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Let's see. Karate Kid. How about uh, how about that, that kid with the... Oh, that fucker with the red hair who's like a, a bully all the time. That fucker with the red hair that's a bully all the time. He's like a little kid. I don't know. He's probably too too old by now. Uh, untitled Karate Kid film. Um, it says here the film is described as the return of the original Karate Kid franchise. Oh, thank God. Uh, Don't they already have that with Cobra Kai or whatever? The second sentence says, Cobra Kai co-creator John Hurwitz stated that the film is is not connected to the series. (laughs) (laughs) Way to capitalize on the success of a thing that a lot of people seem to like. Yeah. So uh, I don't know or I don't really care about knowing any more about this movie. So let's move on. Bad Boys from No Date to six fourteen twenty four. Well, at least oh, it's okay. set. Cool. I mean, at least we have. I like, a, I like Bad Boys. I mean, we have a we have a date for it, so that's good. Venom from No Date to seven twelve twenty four. Ooh, baby, you know I'm excited about Venom. Venom three, right? Uh, Venom three. Uh, Venom on the beach. Is it directed by Tom Hardy? Is it directed by him? Let me double check. I know these. I know he's like co-written these last two, right? Uh, yeah, he, that he, would be that would be that would send me over the fucking moon, right? Yeah, and he's a producer. He he definitely has a lot of involvement uh, in the Venom universe. No, I'm wrong. Uh, Kelly Marcel is directing it. I thought for a second did, he was. Did gonna they direct, direct the sec? Did they direct the second movie? Because that would make me excited as well. No, the second movie was um, what's his face. Man, we're, we're bad at this. We're, we should be hosting a this show about movies. No, uh, Venom. It's a terrible podcast. Venom Let There Be Carnage was directed by Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah, it and was. And Venom 1 was directed by Ruben Fleischer. Okay. Um, and Kelly Marcel is directing the third one. Uh, she is known what, what, for. What has she done? She has written Venom, Venom 2. Okay. Fifty Shades all, of Grey. I have all the con- I have all the I have all the confidence in the world with you, Kelly. And it looks like this is her directorial debut. 
Looking forward to it, Kelly. Blow me out of the water. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse uh, goes to no date. It is unset. No surprise, actually, because it's supposed to be out in March of next year. That's fucking ridiculous. We talked about uh, this, I think, on the first episode of this series. I, After all that um, controversy, all, all the uh, background of the visual artists you know, getting overworked on this Across the Universe movie that came out this this past year uh, i'm not surprised that they're gonna just pull it from the schedule i hope that they'll have plenty of time to work on it uh in the right conditions and it'll come out when it comes out that's how i feel about it i hope they're getting worked like dogs okay. uh now uh we've got they listen from eight twenty four twenty four to unset i don't know what that is and priscilla is coming out on ten twenty seven this year i guess i don't know what that is yeah priscilla they listen and priscilla I don't know what they listen as. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm excited about Priscilla. Because Priscilla is the new film by the Sophia. The Queen of the Desert? No. No. Sophia I'm, Coppola. I'm not interested anymore. Sophia Coppola. That's her new movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I'm back in. You're back. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Wait, hold on. Is Bill Murray in it? Uh, yeah, he's playing Elvis. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I don't think Bill Murray's in this movie. There's, I'm back in. There's no way. Uh, okay, I have some um, delays here on my end. What are yours, Marcelo? So, Poor Things. Don't know. That's the new uh, Emma Stone, Yargos Lethemos movie. Okay. That was set to be released on September 8th. Uh, now it's pushed back to December 8th. I'm hoping it stays in this year, because I'm looking forward to it. Siobhan... Are you a fan of Yargomos? Uh, Lo- Sorry, are you a fan of Yargos Lanthimos? I've only seen the favorite, and I wasn't. Uh, it was not my favorite, so you know, not really. But I, I'm I'm open to experiencing more of his work. Uh, I think the Lobster is worth a watch. I think Dogtooth worth a watch. Yeah, I'll definitely want to see Dogtooth. Gil- uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, my favorite of his. That's definitely worth Love a watch. Barry Keegan. Yeah, and it was one of the it was one of his breakout roles, at least for me, where I realized, oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo. Uh, I'm in. I'm on. I, I'm on board. Or, this guy should be the Joker. Yeah, that's what I thought as, as he ate a big plate of spaghetti in the killing of a sacred deer. It's like this guy's the Joker. That's so what I said to <laughs> my date as we watched this movie. He's the next Joker. He's the next Joker. Um. Yeah. Kid, he's got it in him. So the new Emma Stone, uh, Yargos Lathamos, is pushed back to December. Uh, Also on this list, as I scroll down, um, I think that's the only one. (laughs) That's not what I had. (laughs) I thought I had more. What about that that Zendaya movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, We we talked about that last week. Challengers. Oh, I think we talked about Challengers, and I think I also mentioned Problemista. Uh, Challengers has been pushed back, I think, out of this year. I'm confirming that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was going to be released in August, uh, uh, and then September. It yeah, it, they had set it for August, and then September of this year, and then finally, because of the strike, it's now opening in April of next year. That's a shame. I do really want to see that one. Yeah, um, I'm I'm up for anything Luca Guadagino, and I'm up for anything yeah. Zendaya. I like uh, Mike F- Fast or Faced. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. 
from, from uh, West Side uh, Story. From West Side Story, yeah, he was the best part in that movie. Yeah, like it's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so that is delayed, and Problemista, the new uh, Tilda Swinton movie that A24 was hoping that she'd promote. Uh, not coming out, I think, just pulled from the schedule. I don't think it has a release date anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up release dates. Yep, it was set to be released next week. But Looks, uh, like, looks like we have a problem, mister. Right. Uh, Julio Torres, uh, director, writer, star of Problemista. Um, I-, I liked him in Los Spookies. On HBO. You ever see that show? No. Okay, let's move on. That's the state of the world, folks. Movies are being pushed back. There might not be any movies anymore, so why have a movie podcast? Well, we can still talk about movies that came out 20 years ago. Yes. And we connect them to the blockbusters of today. Of today. So what's coming out? We've got Meg 2, The Trench. I love Jason Statham to death. I think he's probably our best action star of this era. I thought the Meg was okay. I don't have any particular connection to the Meg. I, I I thought it was fine, but this new one it looks really silly and fun, and I hope it's you know a better made movie at least, or or has more of the campiness or something. I don't know. I mean, it's directed by Ben Wheatley. I can't tell you who directed the first one, but Ben Wheatley is directing mm, Meg ben too. Ben Wheatley's a guy, yeah. Ben Wheatley is a guy. I think he identifies as a he, him. He's, he's a man. Uh, director of jokes. Free Fire. The director of Kill List. I haven't seen it. The director of High Rise. High Rise. The director yeah, of... I don't think I've seen any of those. In the Earth. No. The director of Rebecca, the remake with Army Hammer. Okay. Uh, you've seen nothing of this man's work. What was his first movie? What was his first movie? That's a good question. I need to look this up. I think I have seen that one. Down Terrace? Nope. <laughs> I'm confusing him with somebody else. Have his, I never seen a Ben Wheatley movie? I guess not, because his big one is Kill List. Everybody loves Kill List. I don't care for it. Um, don't tell our mutual friend Rocky Juarez that, because he loves Kill List. I've seen his segment in the ABCs of Death. Oh, there you go. He did You for Unearthed. I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, Ben, I love you. Uh, <laughs> so, that's so what you're saying is that's a big reason why he's on why, why you're on board with Meg to the Trench. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Why you can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm interested in this movie. I, I'll see it. It's, it feels like a nice summer movie. Uh, uh, I'd rather see these kind of movies than a horror movie that I want to see in a sweater. Deep Blue Sea. Meg to the trench, we've got Deep Blue Sea. Tell me about Deep Blue Sea, Siobhan. Tell me everything. I'm a big fan of Deep Blue Sea. All right, let's move on. Teenage Mutant Okay, Ninja- so I used to listen to this podcast. This podcast? Um, I don't listen to Talk it anymore. Society. To this podcast called How Did This Get Made? It was on the Earwolf Network, or it is. It's still on. Uh, hosted by Jason Manzoukas, Paul Shear, and June Diane Raphael, uh, where they watch a quote-unquote bad movie and talk about it. And it's a fun, it was a fun time uh, in my youth. When I was really into it, I would listen to, I would I went on kind of a trek to like watch 
as many of the movies as I could. And I saw a ton of really bad movies because of the show. Uh, one of the good movies is Deep Blue Sea. And, uh, like, it's, I mean, it's a bad, it's not a great movie, but it's like a really goofy, fun, fun fucking shark movie time where the shark has, <clears throat> okay, so they're, they're researching the shark, right? Because it's, it, it apparently can cure Alzheimer's, right? That's why they want it. Yeah, that's the plot. And, yeah, they're doing these experiments just to, you know, make, you know, change the chemistry of their brains to make them smarter, to use them for test subjects for Alzheimer's. Yeah. And they want, and the sharks become like ultra smart, yeah. ultra sentient and smart and become these total apex predators who destroy this research station and take people down one by one. And yeah. I, it's got, it's like this really goofy, fun tone, the script. I really love all the performances in it. The actors, uh, Thomas, let's just start at the top. Thomas Jane, our hero. He's amazing. He's really amazing. Uh, I, he, he's the straight face here. And uh, I think he does a great job. Handsome as all heck. Michael Rappaport, like the the stoop, like the really goofy scientist nerd guy, which is just dumb casting for him, but it works. He has some really d- <laughs> dumb lines that he has to deliver, and he's funny. I think that's my opinion. Marcelo <laughs> will not give his. And uh, then we've got uh, who else is notable? Jeez, oh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård gets his arm ripped off. Yeah, um, early on, I think he's the first death. He is the first death, and then the shark... <laughs> they try to airlift him out. The shark uh, chases down the <laughs> helicopter, knocks the helicopter out of the air, grabs Stellan Skarsgård in his uh, uh, stretcher or whatever, yeah. and uses... And the shark uses the stretcher as a projectile <laughs> to smash open the uh, main glass windows of the research facility. Of the underwater research facility, yeah. So that's the type of goofy shit we're dealing with. Yeah. Speaking of goofy shit, Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson, he's got the classic Jurassic Park thing. They they, they redo the Jurassic Park bit where he he delivers a big speech and then gets suddenly eaten. Uh, love it. I mean, yeah. So were you fucking talk about the movie? You're doing great, buddy. Did you say LL Cool J yet? LL Cool J, the king, the master of this movie. Uh, just a great role for him. His whole like thing where it kind of feels like he's in his own separate movie yeah. for about, for like more than half of the movie. He's just on his own with his little parrot who says stupid things, <laughs> uh, trying to get through the ship and, and, uh, he becomes like the ultimate hero of the movie. He's the one that kills the shark, which yep. is awesome. Uh, do you know the original ending of this movie? I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah. So, uh, and also you skipped two of the lead actresses in this movie, by the way, Siobhan. I, I don't pay attention to women. Yeah, uh, that's apparently clear. So Jacqueline McKenzie uh, as Janice Jan Higgins, the girlfriend of Stella Skarsgård's character. And also the female lead, Saffron Burroughs as Dr. Susan McAllister. Yeah, wh- what's her plan at the end? She just jumps in and commits suicide well, for seemingly no reason. That's the thing. So the original ending of Deep Blue Sea had her survive with Thomas Jane. And I th- Why not? <laughs> and, I th- and I think LL Cool J is there too. Um, 
or I forget, I should have looked this up, but I think the original ending for sure had her and Thomas Jane survive. If she had to survive, if she had to die to, to let LL Cool J live, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm in full support of that. So get this, the reason why she died in this new ending uh, was because test audiences, when they saw the original ending with this ending of Thomas Jane and her kissing and like, you know, fulfilling the romantic story arc that apparently this film had. Maybe they cut that out too when they were when they recut this movie with, yeah. with the new ending. But they were supposed to be together at the end. Test audiences were like, "No, she's the bad guy. She's a scientist who came up with this idea, so she has to die." The she, student- she is the reason that the shark doesn't die early. Like yeah, they they were true. going to kill or release the shark or whatever, and she stops it from happening. And then uh, she does become kind of the final girl. And her plan at the end, I guess, is like they, they got what they want. The shark is escaping. So, like, they're going to live. And she decides, no, the shark deserves to die. I'm going to cut myself open and jump into the water. And she gets torn apart by the shark uh, in an effort to, I guess, let the other people kill the shark but the plan was for her to kill the shark and she doesn't tell anybody she's going to kill herself sacrifice herself so nobody's there to kill the shark so Thomas Jane ends up having to do the exact same thing she did (laughs) (laughs) and and, and by the way Thomas Jane does survive by the way LL Cool J was supposed to die early on in the movie but uh, the director of this movie decided to keep him on so yeah good choice Good choice. So imagine that they had to just just rewrite the ending, where yeah, it makes no sense for her to really die because there's no point to it. But then LL Cool J is there to kind of fill in that gap, and then Cool J and Thomas Jane end up just alone together on the raft, like just broing out, waiting out. for the yeah. waiting for the the ship to get there. Yeah, uh, weird ending, but it works. I like this movie. Siobhan, I do. It's super silly. It's uh, I. I think that Sam Jackson death is is iconic because uh, it's unexpected and it's it's dumb as hell. But I think it yeah, encaps- okay, so, yeah. it, it encapsulates what the movie is. It's dumb as hell, but it's entertaining. He's got three of those like in his career that I can think of. Right? He's got Jurassic Park. He's got Deep Blue Sea, and then he's got Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, where he just dies early on, very unexpectedly. But he comes back though. He's not dead. He's not dead? No, he comes back at the end. In the final scene, he comes back at the end of Xander Cage, The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, I Cage. don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, it's been too long since I've seen the movie. I'm well, a fool. I guess we got to see that right now. Let's do oh, it. Oh, any, ex- any excuse to watch that movie, please. Yeah. Uh, Mine Hunters. Oh, sorry. That's a Rennie Harlan movie. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I don't know why I just said Mine Hunters. I was, I was reading Rennie Harlan's filmography. <laughs> Is going great. The <laughs> filmography of Rennie Harlan, director of Deep Blue Sea. Are you familiar with Rennie Harlan? Probably, but you know, I don't know what Mind Hunters is. Uh, Mind Hunters also stars LL Cool J. Get this. Oh, he loves this guy, huh? Get this. You might want to see this movie. For my memory, Mind Hunters, directed by Rennie Harlan, pretty good. Oh, you've sold me. LL Cool J, Rennie Harlan, I'm in, but, but, but go on. Also starring Val Kilmer. Oh. Christian Slater. Oh. Clifton Collins Jr. All right. <laughs> uh, 
I think okay for my memory this movie is about like uh, a, a group of FBI agents uh, in training uh, who uh, get killed off one by one by a serial killer who also knows Ooh. FBI training so it could be one of them Ooh, who's killing their I own I like that I yeah. like that but it's goofy it's goofy who's as the hell killer? yeah and it's one of those movies where it is kind of sort of like it was made in two thousand. Who is the killer? It was made in two thousand four, and it was influenced by I think Saul, because the killer uses some oh. ingenious uh, traps yes. for these yes. FBI agents. Marcelo, say no more. So look up uh, Mine Hunters. I'm gonna. All right. So he directed that. He directed Die Hard Two. Oh, Die Hard Two sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He, t- he directed a Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master. I have no, I have, I have no opinion. Cliffhanger. Uh I, I can't remember if I've seen Cliffhanger or not. Actually, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Maybe. I mean that one. That one's another one you should see. Written by Shane Isn't Black. That, doesn't that one have Sam Jackson in it? Also Sam Jackson. Yeah. 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 Does he die? Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Good, good question. Uh, you know what? I'll leave that to you. I I I, I want to. I want you I'll to watch that next movie. week. Yeah, you'll report back on. So I want you to watch Mine Hunters and The Long Kiss Goodnight. So put that on the list right. for next week. Uh, and hey, speaking of Exorcist, he directed an Exorcist movie, Exorcist: wow. The Beginning, a prequel Everybody's to favorite. The Exorcist. Yeah. Anyway, Ray Harlan, famed career, filled filled with highs and lows, Deep Blue Sea. What do we think of it? I mean, watching it now, I still think it's fun. I still think it's a great shark movie. Is it a top tier shark movie, Siobhan? Oh, for me, for sure. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the most scholarly shark movie person. I, I, I've seen half of the Sharknado movies, the first three, and I've seen Deep Blue Sea uh, <laughs> and The Meg. I'm sure you've uh, seen Jaws. No. What? So. <laughs> wait, wait a second. We could have just watched Jaws for this episode, by the way. So it's the best shark movie, actually. Okay. The best shark movie you've seen. You know what? Fair enough. You haven't seen Jaws? This- oh, uh, shark, uh, Shark's Tale, uh, of course. Mm, starring Martin Scorsese. Oh, boy. Deep Blue Sea. What's your favorite death in this movie? In Deep Blue Sea. Oh, it's still on Skarsgård. I mean, it is. Like, I already talked about it, but like the, the idea that the shark chased down the helicopter, grabbed this man... Uh, and uses uses him in his final moments, drags him underwater to smash him into glass to get the rest of his comrades. Like that's great. And then of course the Samuel Jackson one. You said it, iconic. Like it's it's like the moment. If anybody's seen this movie, they remember that. Uh, it's it's a genius. And there's just some great stuff like how 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 our heroine dies in the end is like she just gets brutally torn apart oh, like, yeah. the effects are like nasty this is it's a mean movie when people get killed and also yeah michael rapaport gets torn apart too like, yeah he yeah. does yeah so yeah brutal deaths i mean i i'm happy to see i'm assuming this is r-rated it, how, how can it not be r-rated people i would be surprised i mean going back to scars guard his uh, his ripping of the of the arm by the shark that's brutal. Like that's super graphic, and, th- and that's like the first cruel thing you see in this movie. Then, yeah. and then it just escalates from there. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun thing to put on in the background. I think. Uh, like, I, I think you would have a goofy fun time 
uh, have some friends over, crack open a few cold ones, uh, smoke out, get twisted, <laughs> ketamine, uh, and watch uh, watch Michael Rappaport deliver such lines as somebody asks him how long something is, and he says, eight feet, give or take a centimeter. <laughs> He uses feet and then goes to centimeter. <laughs> oh, Michael Rappaport is a scientist and he's never heard of the theory of relativity. He had to have that explained to him by LL Cool J, the chef. Uh, Sam Jackson, uh, he says that speech before he dies, right? Yeah. So as he's filming this scene, uh, he tells the visual effects uh, artist in charge of the visual effects uh, that guy's on set uh he tells this guy hey i want you to kill me as fast as you can and be- because uh this sh- this script is shit that's basically what he says to this guy <laughs> who's in charge of visual effects and so this guy the visual effects guy goes okay sam i can kill you but i can't kill you until you reach your mark because uh, in the scene where Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson gets killed in the middle of the movie, he has his like swimsuit on and he's like giving this rousing speech. And he's walking around like this pool, and when he gets eaten, he he uh, he has walked up to close to the group that he's talking to, and then he gets eaten. Right, so he's like walking as he's talking. So the visual effects guy is like, okay, so as long as you get to that mark, I can kill you there. So you have to get to that mark. So what Sam Jackson does in the first two takes, he goes, he reads like the first line of the speech and then he basically runs to his mark. So he doesn't, so he doesn't have to read the rest of the speech. Randy Harlan goes, Sam, Sam, you can't do that. You can't just run to your mark. You have to say these entire four pages of the, of the script. <laughs> and Sam Jackson goes, Randy, the script is terrible. I don't want to read all this. And they argued, they argued, they argued. And I think the way it's shot now, it's like, he had to come back and do ADR because I don't think he shot all of the speech on screen as they shot it because he hated the script that much. And it led to a great moment. Great improv from a master of acting. Yeah. A master, a master thespian, like a master of the craft. Yeah. All right. We're done with this. Sam Jackson. We love you. Teenage mutant ninja turtles. Okay. Marcelo, give me your teenage mutant ninja turtles history. All right. First off, let me ask: Did you watch the movie? Did you watch the 1990 movie? Uh, yeah, uh, it, w- we decided to do this pretty late. Uh, literally, just last night. I know that, decided, that's why let's I asked. add this to yeah. the docket. Yeah, and uh, so I watched it overnight. I watched it at like one thirty in the morning. Okay, perfect time to see it. Honestly, I would have watched it at that time too. But yeah, uh, Mutant Mayhem is coming out this week too. So we wanted to watch another movie, and re- yeah. we watched the 1990 uh, Turtles film. My history with turtles. I was obsessed. I was right there. I was, oh, wow. I was in, I was the prime age to get obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. Okay. The TV show, the cartoon, I was hooked from then. Uh, these movies, this 1990 movie, uh, the, the sequel that came out a year later, Secret of the Use. I was obsessed with that. Bought all the toys, but just. I think I dressed as a turtle one year for Halloween. I was, I had turtle fever. Uh, I was one of those who was just totally into the Ninja Turtles. 
Um, and then around, around the same time, the Power Rangers came out. And I was obsessed with those uh, two. So yeah, Prime uh, uh, Ninja Fever. I mean, I mean, Ninja Fever overtook the 1990s. Siobhan, I mean, I, 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 I don't think ninjas have been that popular ever since, since the Ninja Turtles no, in the 90s, and not. also the Power Rangers. So, I liked Secret of the U's better, um, and I, I liked, I don't know, I, I, I think Secret of the U's is more fun than this. We'll get into this, but it was good watching this again. I haven't seen this in like nine years. And will I watch Mutant Mayhem because of my nostalgia for the Ninja Turtles as a kid? Probably not. I actually don't know if that movie's going to be any good. I've, I, <laughs> have you heard some of the reviews from for, for Mutant Mayhem? Uh, no, I haven't. But I, I'll just say from the trailers, like I kind of dig the art style. Like the, I, I like. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't love the art style. I think it's all right. But I think it's like something that was clearly inspired by Spider Verse. Like they're trying something new. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like I think that's like a nice step forward for the realm of animation. That was probably kicked off by Spider Verse. Yeah. Because that and uh, the bad guys from last year. I've never seen that. Yes. But that also had interesting animation style, right? Yes. Yeah. And also uh, so yeah, same thing. Puss in Boots, same thing, right? Puss in Boots as well, yeah. Like people are doing more interesting things. We're, we're kind of out of the Pixar uh, kind of blocky characters thing, yeah, which is good for the most part. So we'll see. I'll wait for the reviews. It might be like a matinee show, uh, Mutant Mayhem. Um, but watching the Ninja Turtles 1990 movie again today. Yeah, there's some nostalgia there. I can say word for word some scenes from this because I saw it so many times as a kid. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it stuck with me. Uh, do I like it now? It's still good. Yeah. I will say this. I think the effects hold up. Jim Henson, uh, his company helped create the the practical effects for the suits. Interesting. I was wondering where these puppets come from. because Or not puppets, but these, these costumes. Because they look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you end up watching like the third one in the series uh, of this trilogy, you can tell you can definitely tell the budget went down and the and the the care that went into making of the suits went down too because it, they they look terrible and and also they did a live action TV show like with like the the same sort of suits that these characters have in this movie but again budget is low suits look awful um, but yeah here like. They gave a lot of attention to the animatronics, like the face movements. Um, it looks amazing, and I like that this is pre, like full blown CGI um, filmmaking. Is like just like before Terminator Two and Jurassic Park. So I don't think I don't think there was an inch. I, think, I don't think there was like a like any CGI in this movie. Like there's nothing, which is great. I'm always grateful to see like a, a special effects laden movie with no CGI effects. That's kind of refreshing yeah. to me because I'm just yeah. a little bit tired of CGI effects nowadays. Did your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fascination extend beyond childhood or does it just stay in a nostalgic place for you? It stayed in a nostalgic place. I know there have been other Ninja Turtles movies. I think at one point we were going to do one of the Michael Bay movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I think this. Do you have is, any thoughts on those? Uh, I'm. Uh, I remember liking the second one. What, what was the second one called? Like 
uh, out of the shadows. Out of the shadows. I remember that one being good, but at that point, I was just a grown ass man, and I felt like I'm I'm beyond this. I'm be it's sure. Uh, and at that point, I had a nephew who was basically like like me when I was a kid. Like uh, when the Michael Bay movies came out, my nephew was you know uh, like four or five, and he was playing Ninja Turtles. He had he was dressed up as the Ninja Turtles. He had like plastic nunchucks. So it was like, yeah, I'm beyond it. I uh, it's it, cute. It it did try to go for that, um, you know, adult audience. Those Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, but no, it didn't get me. I I was out of it. And oh, by the way, it came out in 2014, and then 2016. Those two movies, uh, the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movies, and then I, I I did not see the animated film that came out in 2007. Um. And that's it. And then there's Meet and Mayhem in uh, coming out soon. So your history, me, me with the turtles. I turtles don't have that deep of a connection to them, but I have a lot of interaction with them. The the IP, I guess, like it never super appealed to me. It's just a thing that like it, it, I'm okay that it's there. I do not dislike it. But I don't have any personal like affinity for it. But like as a kid, like I was watching these movies on VHS and uh, all three of them, and uh, and I liked them. And I played the I played the NES and Super Nintendo games, oh, that's uh, right. the, like really good beat 'em up fun games. Um, that hold up today. They're really fun beat em ups. Like they're some of the best beat em ups ever made in that, that genre. And they created a new one recently, uh, like shredders revenge, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And I, I played that with a group of friends and I had just an absolute blast. Like that was a f- fantastic night. But again, I, I do not feel this personal attraction attachment to the turtles but every experience i have had with the turtles is good i think those michael bay movies are good rock solid like i went to the first one in a theater and i was just like yo this is awesome i'm surprised how much i like this and then i kind of forgot about it and i kind of just went back to not being a turtle guy and then the second one, I didn't see in the theater, but like it was on TV about a year ago, maybe, maybe earlier this year. And, uh, we put it on and watched the whole thing. We didn't expect to do that because it was just like, it's a fun time. This is, this is fun to watch. And I'll say last night watching this, like I was not incredibly into it, but like I was struck by the 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 artistry behind it like making this 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 whole all the sets all the 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 character work the um the the suits like it all it feels like a it feels like a cartoon come to life in a lot of ways uh, deeper than than or more successfully than a lot of things that have attempted that because like it actually did come to life you're right no cgi effects like it feels like this is what these characters would look like in this world and they look good so like on an artistic level i was really digging it uh 
the 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 merits of like the goofy jokes and where we're eating pizza and slicing it up and it gets on the rat like that like that shit didn't like i wasn't laughing about it or anything you know the one character who i've always thought was fucking cool as shit uh since a kid since i was a kid like i didn't care too much about the turtles my favorite turtle is donatello by the way the one with the purple and the and the staff. Like, I, right. I, I just think that's cool. If I'm playing the game, I want Donatello. But the one character who I've always thought was the coolest, uh, I, I, I love Casey. I yeah. really love Casey. I think he's fucking badass. I love, I love the hockey mask. I, I think he's, and he has weapons. Like, I think he's so cool. And yeah, watching this movie, I, I did have, like, it's hard to say. Was I enjoying myself? I don't know. <laughs> but, but, Am I glad I watched it? Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's just the it's it's weird. It was a it's a weird experience, but like every time I get every time I get connected to the turtles, I like it, but like I don't ever want to do it. Really. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so I'm not a person that's going to buy a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy and have it around. Yeah, like, no. They don't mean that much to me. Yeah, I like, Every time I experience it, I'm like this is cool. Like I would have done that 30 years ago, but no longer. I, uh, <laughs> I think for me, a Ninja Turtles movie that is like, that really shows off how much fun it was as a kid to watch the cartoon and to like, you know, uh, have the toys and, uh, be dressed up as a turtle. It's like part two secret of the use. Like that has all that in it. Right. This is that the one with the vanilla ice? Yes, so. that's the one with the vanilla ice, right? It it's 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 extremely goofy and knows what it is. It's not serious in any way, really. Very for kids. It's in a yeah. in a in a way that kind of respects kids. It's like kids would think this is cool. Yeah, I, I believe that kids yeah. in the '90s would think this is cool, yeah. and they're like. They're making a movie for them yeah. in a way that respects that. Like, yeah. You guys would think this is cool, I think. Yeah, but that, they're not talking down to kids. But that's Secret of the Use. This movie, the 1990 original, this movie is fucking weird. I, it's weird. It's, it's dark. It, I mean, literally mm-hmm. dark. It's, it's like darkly lit. I mean, it's a well-shot yeah. movie. I mean, right, I mean it, it's, but it mostly takes place in the sewer and at night. And when, then, like, the, when, when Master Splinter gets like handcuffed to the cage and he's like all wet and fucked up. Like that, that image of him is like really scary. That's traumatizing. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think that a big reason why this movie is stuck with me is because yeah. It, okay. That is it, That freaked me out as a kid, but what freaked me out the most was the flashback of the stop motion animation of splinter and the turtles and the turtles growing up because they were, they, you know, crawled around in ooze and became mutants. That stuff's fucking scary as shit to me. Still, <laughs> it's like I know it's supposed to be cute and like, oh look, we're we, like this is like cool stop motion animation. No, it just it just freaks me the fuck out because it's also shot like it's in the void, like it's all black. I'm sure for cost reasons. <laughs> it's all like it's all with a black background, and you have these animated turtles like eating pizza. It, it it still freaks me out, but I think it's just the mood of this movie that really freaks me out. That I don't, I'm not having f- real fun watching this. Really, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. No, it's it, yeah. yeah, because uh, a scene that always gets stuck in my head that I'm like, Jesus, why is this in in a movie for kids? 
like when uh, the the red one of uh, Raphael, right? He gets beaten the fuck up like on that rooftop <laughs> uh, b- b- before one of the big uh, action sequences, and then he gets tossed through a skylight, lands like <laughs> at the f- at the feet of his you know brother turtles and April O'Neil, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looks like, like he's dead. I think. <laughs> Like Jesus Christ, and then later on they go to like that farm and that house that's also like decrepit and 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 haunting and uh, it, it, there's no color to any of this. And like Raphael, you know, having been beaten up, you know, near death, they just put him in a bathtub. <laughs> it's like what? Like why? Why is he in a bathtub? Just like like sprawled out, like he's dead. It's definitely it, the tone is definitely like for the, adults the, to me. It's not fun. The whole the whole, the whole underground kids uh, smoking and uh, playing uh, uh, gambling and playing arcade games and stuff like it's like a really weird dark place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that also has gang members in it. Yeah. The, the huge guy that shows up and like is intimidating the kids. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I guess the plot of this. There are Ninja Turtles around New York City, just walking around the sewers. Like, that's the plot, right? And you have the Foot Clan, which are these, like, uh, led by Shredder, uh, this guy who's dressed up in, like, this, like, samurai outfits. Yeah. With, like, blades coming out of his shoulders. Like, he's apparently everybody's father in this gang. <laughs> he says it himself, like, this is a family. I'm your father. <laughs> yeah. uh, because these kids are stealing things and they're being given all this like uh you know cool stuff by this gang and uh he's, he's got his own army of kids this uh this bad indoctrinating guy. kids into this yeah so that's that's <laughs> that's fucking weird too god oh this movie is fucking weird it's dark as shit uh so weird uh the 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 ending that uh shredder gets tossed into a the back of a in the back of a garbage truck and smashed, yeah. smashed by the, by the, by the, like the crusher, whatever they're yeah. called, whatever it is. Yeah. The back of a garbage truck, the, the crushing mechanism, Casey Jones just goes, whoops, pulls the lever and kills, <laughs> uh, shredder. Uh, and also this movie is horny in a weird way. Do you not agree, Siobhan? Uh, yeah. Do you feel like April Neal? Maybe like they have, is that what you mean? The turtles want to fuck April O'Neil. The, the turtles want to fuck April. Yeah, the turtles want to <clears throat> fuck April. It's very clear. And the audience kind of... The audience is like, okay, all right. Let's see where this oh, goes. Okay. Yeah, let's see. It's like, I've never seen a turtle <laughs> have sex with a woman. I want to see how that I want to see how that looks like. What What are these guys' weapons? Uh, we've got a staff. Right. We've got uh, nunchucks. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we've got two like dagger blade things and then we have a whole sand we have a whole ass sword right doesn't that seem weird to you <laughs> uh that one of them just has a fucking sword <laughs> yeah like when when they're fighting uh the, whichever one has a sword is it leonardo he has a sword i don't know i i, I, I hey I was, donatello has the staff that's the that's the end of my knowledge Raphael has the has the two do you have a favorite turtle uh, the Electra. He has the he has the Electra, the Electra daggers things. Yeah, and then Michelangelo has the nunchucks. So yeah, the, uh, uh, Leonardo has the knife. That has the sword. I mean, uh, okay. Well, let me answer this question. Let me answer your question a bit. But Leonardo, during one of the fights, he wields a sword and like you know swipes it at uh, the 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 Foot Clan bad guys. 
but he never hits one. Of course he's not going to hit one. Because if, no. if he hits one... Because <laughs> if he did, he'd chop their fucking head off. <laughs> but yes, it is weird, Siobhan, that he has a sword, but no limbs get cut off. It's just, and it's it's weird. My favorite as a kid was, I think a lot of kids' favorites, because he's the cool one, was um, Michelangelo. Uh, okay. Because here in the Wikipedia, they have uh, descriptors for each turtle. Do you want to hear each descriptor for each turtle? Sure. Okay. Leonardo, he's the leader. Raphael, he's the rebellious and angry turtle. Donatello, the brains of the turtles, is what it says. <laughs> and Michelangelo, the youngest turtle, a fun-loving partier. There you go. Michelangelo was my favorite. And then Raphael, Raphael, like, yeah, like, again, going back to the horny thing, like, he's, to, I forget, I forget who said this. But it makes sense. Like a comedian said that she was attracted to the turtles, like more specifically Raphael. And I kind of see girls growing up and like having a crush on Raphael because he's the tragic one. He's the one who's always angry. He's the one who gets beaten up. He's the one who, uh, you know, April like uh, takes care of and says, uh, I hope he's going to be okay. Puts water on his shell. Don't you think it's kind of weird that this movie's a little like because like there's a shot of like Raphael yes. like glaring at April O'Neil's like legs like early on in the movie. Yeah, I'm like, huh. flat, flat out yes, yeah. but also like this is the kind of stuff that used to be in kids' movies, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. True. Like I I, I feel like there's some kind of babying that has happened to kids' movies uh, throughout the years. That do you agree with that or not? Well, I agree, but okay, I'll say this. The thing that that gets me is not necessarily the horny thing, because I was and actually this is a teens movie. This is like a preteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's in the title. It's it's a teenagers, right? Kind of aimed for. And how often does that even happen? Right now, you're right. But you know, how about this? Let me rephrase this. If they were actual humans, I don't think it'd be bad at all. <laughs> I think it'd just be par for the course. Like you said, for for movies like this that were made in the this, 90s. if he was just a 15 year old kid instead of a turtle. <laughs> You think that'd be better? Uh, no, wait. Hold on. <laughs> it if it were like a a for a friendly crush on a human woman, from one human to another, from a human that's like 15 years old, just a kid who has a crush on like April O'Neil, that makes sense, right? But of course nothing. Yeah, it makes sense to have a crush. So yeah. why can't the turtle? Cuz he's a fucking turtle. It's just weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not human. <laughs> anyway, I could go on about, on about my concerns of Beast Adderley in this movie, but it it like you said, I think it's worth a watch, it, it, especially just for the the artistry of it, for the craft, the fact that these suits have, and also like the fact that the people in these suits, these actors in these suits, I'm guessing stunt people, like actually like were actually throwing punches and jumping and uh like the action scenes seem to all work and it, it, it's all it all looks pretty good i don't know i i i think that's the reason to watch this movie in particular is just to watch this and kind of think of like oh how'd they pull that off or like wow like all this work pays off to have these turtles come to life so i don't know that's how i feel i mean siobhan do you have any other thoughts on this movie no i don't i i got I... And do I recommend anybody watch this? No, unless you have any sort of attachment to the turtles. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. But even though I did say like, it's kind of artistically interesting, which it is, I still don't, I don't know. It's a weird artifact in history, which like, this is, 
this makes this is either what the nineties were or this is the platonic ideal of what the nineties yeah. were. Well, okay. As a, as a young as a young Marcelo Bingo. Yeah, I mean I uh, yeah, so you say no, so you would not recommend it. I would, and let me just emphasize again, I think only really as like nostalgia, yeah, but also just an artifact of like a bygone era. Because hey, cut to what like uh, fifteen years later, the same concept is played with like CGI characters alongside real human beings. I'd rather see this. I'd rather see um, like a Jim Henson creature live action interacting with live action people. Um, I think for on that for that reason alone, I think it's worth a watch. Eventually, I mean, I'm not gonna say hey, go watch this right away. It's on, it's on Max right now. Go watch this Ninja Turtles movie, but I think it's on Tubi too. It's on Tubi as well. Uh, but I don't know. It, 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 it is an artifact, but I think it's a good artifact and like, Oh, some weird sicko made this tonally uneven, dark kids movie with like some great special effects, uh, uh, in it. So that for me, worth a watch. Finally, before we go, the box office game, uh, this is off with the bo. Yeah, this is the last thing we do before we end the I show. We did this. These two movies, Deep Blue Sea, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, well, Deep Blue Sea summer movie came out June thirtieth. Oh, sorry, July thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. Although that's what Box Office Mojo says, but I thought it had an anniversary this past week. I think it came out July twenty eighth of ninety nine. I think this thing is wrong. But anyway, summer movie for sure. 1999 is the year it came out. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Uh, not a summer movie. It came out on March 30th, 1990. 1999. Let's start there because that's the easiest one. Okay. The Matrix. Exactly. July 30th is, is the weekend that Deep Blue Sea came out. All right. I'm going to name you uh, f- the f- four other movies that were released uh, this weekend, okay? You j- j- just try to tell me the order uh, that they were... Uh, Five they movies were. released in the weekend of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, all right. It's Okay, I'll, I'll say them all. Inspector Gadget, mm. starring Matthew Broderick. Deep Blue Sea, the movie we talked about. Blair Witch Project. Ooh. The Haunting. And finally, Runaway Bride. Okay. So the weekend, The Deep Blue Sea was released. Uh, These were the top five movies in the box office. So put them in order. Inspector Gadget. Okay. Um, Shit. Okay. So I think overall... Blair Witch probably had the highest gross, but I don't know if it had a huge opening. And that's hmm. What was the last one? Uh, Blair Witch Project, The Haunting, Deep Blue Sea, Inspector Gadget, Runaway Bride, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Uh, by the way, um, uh, uh, just think that like some of these movies were already in theaters, and like uh, uh, oh, yeah. I thought these were all opening. Oh no, 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 sorry. These are just the top five of that. The week. top five of that weekend, yeah. Where Deep Blue Sea was okay. the new release. Give me one second to look at what the haunting even is. I can tell you what the haunting is. I believe that's uh, a remake. The haunting. The haunting from 1999. Ah, uh, yes, this movie, this movie. That's right. Runaway Bride was number one. I think the haunting was number three. 
I think Inspector Gadget was number two. I think Blair Witch Project was number four. I think Deep Blue Sea was number five. I don't think Deep Blue Sea did well. All right, so you're saying Deep Blue Sea came in at number five? Sorry, my friend, you are wrong. Fuck me. Uh, Inspector Gadget was number five. Mm. Uh, number four, you said Blair Witch was number four? I so, did. Sorry, friend. The Haunting was number four. Mm. Number three, you said The Haunting was number three. Of course, you're wrong. Number three, Deep Blue Sea opened at number three. Okay. All right. Number two, you said Inspector Gadget. Wrong. The Blair Witch Project. I got number one right. Number one, a movie. This one also opened on the same weekend as Deep Blue Sea. I wish you gave me that information, but I I took it anyway. Yeah. So Runaway Bride, number one. You got that right. So you win. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But hey, look, another weekend where two movies that are very different, that are catered to different genre, uh, different um, demographics. Runaway Bride, Deep Blue Sea. That's uh, that's another Barbenheimer. We should have just done that. We should have just did Runaway Bride and Deep Blue Sea for this episode. Uh, Deep Blue, Deep Blue Bride. Okay. Let's go back to 1990. Same game. All right. I'll make this a little easier. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles opened this weekend, obviously, because this is the weekend we're talking about. But also another movie opened this weekend. Opportunity knocks a movie. I do not know what the, f- what, what it's about. Uh, it says here, two con men hide out in a house while the owner is away. One of them assumes the identity of the absent house sitter. When the owner's relatives come to visit only for further complications to set in starring Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> so that opened the same weekend as teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So here are the other movies uh, in that top five. Again, the only two movies that came out this weekend, but the other ones have been on on the list before. So here are the other ones. Driving Miss Daisy. Pretty Woman. The Hunt for Red October. And of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right. How would you arrange that top five? Opportunity knocks dead last. Okay, next. Um, let's say driving Miss Daisy number four. Okay, this is where it gets tough. Again, um, the ones you have left are Pretty Woman, Hunt for Red October, and yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, this is where it gets tough because I'm trying to. I'm basically guessing how many weeks into their run were Pretty Woman and Hunt for Red October, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not asking for that information. And I'm not going to um, give it to you. Please don't. Um, I'm going to go for Hunt for Red October here at number three. Okay. And then I'm going to do TMNT at number two. Okay. And Pretty Woman Reigns Again. All right. Let's go through them. Number five. You said Opportunity Knocks? Well, my friend, Opportunity Knocks for you. You are right. That came in number five. It's first weekend. All right. Number four. You said Driving Miss Daisy was number four. Well, my friend, you're driving all the way to the bank. It was the number four movie that weekend. Oh, boy. Number three, you said Hunt for Red October. Here we go. My friend, you can go hunt for a lottery ticket because you're on a roll here. Oh, my God. Okay. Hunt for Red October was number three. Get those top two. 
You said number two, TMNT. Didn't open at number one. Ah, oh, geez. Oh, this seems like a mistake. My friend, you need to check your head. You are wrong. Oh. It opened at number one over Pretty, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman was such a dynamo. Pretty Damn Woman it. was the number two movie that weekend. TMNT was number one. Still, good showing. You got three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That is the box office game. Congrats, uh, Siobhan. You did it. Uh, I'm not keeping score. I don't know how you're doing this season, but it seems like you're doing well. I I think you're getting most of the answers, right? Yeah. (laughs) What a a great episode. Siobhan, you got anything to plug? Credits me at uh junk blader on twitter uh join the discord discord.com <laughs> go to discord.com for talk film society.com slash discord join the discord uh, we have a lot of people in there that are <laughs> a good time talking about movies um, uh talk film society another podcast figure it out yeah figure that go search southland tales talk film society uh, talk from society patreon patreon.com slash talk from society I just realized I need to edit and release an episode uh, uh, before the month is over we we recorded uh, what did we record Wait. commentary on what movie Terrifier did we 2 did? oh that's right I was like what what movie do we have a bad time watching that's right Terrifier 2 <laughs> uh, so that's coming out this week um, and yeah uh, that's it don't follow me. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare follow me on Blue Sky. Um, fall Talk from Society on Blue Sky. Uh, I'm on Blue Sky, too. Uh, Junk Blader on Blue Sky, I, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about Twitter changing its name to X? I don't care. And with that, folks, let's say our signature catchphrase. To- oh, no, wait. We got to figure out what we're doing next week, right? I thought we always uh, do that at the end of these shows. Wasn't it? It was supposed to be Gran Turismo, but it's not anymore. Yeah. So is okay. it the last voyage of the Demeter? Yeah. We, remember we said you know two hours ago we were gonna think of a movie that had either boats or vampires okay. or both. Um, should we just watch like well, should, should, the the thing that makes the most sense is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm, I don't want to see that though for reasons. You don't want to watch that Dracula Untold. What's that? What about Van Helsing? Thirty Days of Night. What about Van Helsing? Van Helsing, he could kill the Dracula. But Dracula's in it, I'm sure. You want me to watch Van Helsing? Let me ask you this legitimately: Haven't you heard people come around to that movie? It, 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 doesn't that movie have a cult following now? A little bit, and I'm gonna guess it's based in nostalgia. That, that's one that feels like it's based in nostalgia to me. I have never watched Van Helsing. I. Don't think I have either. Well, next week you're going to hear us give our first thought opinions on Van Helsing available on Peacock to stream. Oh, it's on Peacock? So, okay, good. Oof, that was a close one. <laughs> I, I was worried about that one. I, was, I did not want to buy Van Helsing, for God's sakes. But no. So, uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman's 2004 magnum opus. A summer movie, Van Helsing. A summer flick. Uh,. We're gonna combat the last voyage of the. We're gonna we're gonna see if maybe Van Helsing could have stopped 
the the troubles on the Demeter to make it so it could have had more voyages. Uh, all right, so there you go. Van Helsing next week, unless we come up with something different uh, in the meantime. But I think Van Helsing no. is, a, is a strong choice. I think it's a strong choice. Steven Summers is the director of Van Helsing. Summers, it's in his name. Starring, oh, my God. Starring Hugh Jackman, starring Kate Beckinsale. I mean, this thing is hot. I, I, I'm excited to see this now. Uh, I am too. It's something that's like like a weird blind spot, like something I should have watched at the time. So, yeah, we're both going to see it for the first time. Uh, I may watch half of it and go, oh, I've seen this already. But as far as I know, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, here we go. Van Helsing next week. Stay tuned, folks. And now for our signature catchphrase as we leave the show for the week. I'm not doing it. Hey, see you at the movies. No, I don't say that. Okay, bye. Bye.